0: welcome to this episode of the john henry weston show where we are very privileged to speak with the actor who's playing jesus on the super viral show tv show that's going on right now called the chosen stay tuned Jonathan Rumi, welcome to the John Henry Weston Show. Thank you, John Henry. How are you? I'm doing very well. We'll begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I feel actually very privileged to talk to you. Uh, it's because your show has been a major impact on my life in this coronavirus crisis, because it is, I mean, it's it's a horrible thing. I've, I go to daily mass and I've been deprived of that. And so it's been a, a very difficult time, and yet the advent of The Chosen and for free and hearing about it has been an amazing thing. I binge watched it for uh, a few nights, and it was just superb. So I have tons of questions for you, as I'm sure many do. And by the way, those of you who are watching this, if you haven't seen The Chosen yet, you've got to check it out there's an app online the chosen uh but also you can see it on youtube and so i encourage you to do that so jonathan wow it's uh it's it's really stunning to be able to portray christ in film the only one i ever saw in my life that i thought was good this this is good is of course the passion of the christ and so we want to ask you first of all uh, did you get any inspiration into how you're doing, what you're doing, with watching the Passion of the Christ? Um,
1: you know, well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show, and it's an honor to be here. Um, and and uh, and thank you for all who are watching and who have uh, seen the chosen. It's been quite, um, it's been quite an experience um, playing the Lord. It's been the preeminent experience of my life um, to an honor. Um, Uh, to play uh, our Lord and Savior. Um, Specifically watching The Passion of the Christ, uh, one of the things I think that um, really generated uh, a bit of inspiration for Dallas Jenkins, the creator of the series, The Chosen, uh, was this snippet of a scene in The Passion, which is a flashback where uh, Jesus is building a table and Mary is, is uh, examining his work and then tells him to come in for dinner and and reminds him to wash his hands. So he washes his hands and then he splashes her. And it's a it's a it's one of the very few light moments um, that you see in that entire film. And also one of the first times we've ever seen Christ's humanity, his you know, relationship with his mother that wasn't scriptural, that was sort of in between. And sort of gave us glimpses as to what, you know, Jesus the man might have been like. Um, I think that's something that's always resonated for me. Uh, And I I think that the the depiction that we're able to bring for The Chosen is uh, a testament to the writing and the Holy Spirit working through the writing of these scripts um, in a way that allows us, uh, through the use of time, and through um, the, the, the medium of episodic television to be able to pace ourselves telling this story. So there's a lot more flexibility that um, allows us to um, see different sides of Christ that we haven't seen before. So there was very little that I could say that I could go off of um, that, uh, that I could base my own kind of work on. And also as an actor, it's not something that I, um, that I would generally try to do Um, because anytime you've got someone else's performance in your head, uh, or their sort of depiction, it kind of starts to influence your own interpretation of the role. And so what I try to do in that respect is, uh, essentially just, first of all, I pray and then I, I, I pray that, that I am sort of emptied of the role uh, of whatever that I I'm bringing to the, the role. I'm just asking God to kind of use me as a, as a channel and and anything that's me that's residual that doesn't need to be there for him to move it out and then just to send the spirit forth and that you know so people don't see Jonathan acting on the show that they see the spirit of and the heart of Christ hopefully uh, coming through these words that were very beautifully written
0: by our writers right right. But I think the one burning question, despite your wanting to put our Lord first, is who is portraying Christ? Who is Jonathan Rumi? Uh, I'm sure people are wondering about who you are, but perhaps even more importantly, about your own faith life.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I was raised uh, with faith. I, I, um, I'm a practicing Catholic, and I have always Christ's always been in my life. Um, but in the last several years, that relationship has really, really gotten uh, stronger and more sort of myopically focused. I guess you could say on um, really trying to surrender my will to to God's. You know, in, especially in approaching a business as chaotic as the entertainment industry, um, and and a business that's so full of distractions as well. Um, my uh, relationship in the last few years has has come uh, to a point of, um, I guess one would say, reversion or deeper conversion, and um, that now is the sort of guiding principle for everything that I do, and and what um, I feel my mission on this planet is, and, and why I'm here, and why I'm playing jesus in the chosen and not somebody else so it's it's led me to kind of really reflect on um where god's brought me along in my journey and uh so yeah so i mean i i go to mass as often well, i was going to mass as often as i can i try to watch daily mass um sure. i lead a, a holy hour every day at three o'clock pacific time on my uh, currently on my instagram page i just did 40 days on facebook um, through lent um, and which was just something that kind of was born out of God putting this impression on my heart that I needed to offer some kind of prayer for people that uh, would allow them to feel a little less anxiety. So we started praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet, which I'm a very fond devotee of. Yeah, and then uh, we just started up again uh, three days ago, I think for today it'll be four days ago um and it's really um uh, the fruits of, of just having um that kind of public prayer time while uh professionally it seemed very sort of strange uh, uh suggestion to, to to myself to kind of want to do carry out but um I feel pretty convicted about it so I'm doing it and um and people have just been responding wonderfully
0: so you mentioned you went to Mass as often as, as often as possible, and that means you're actually receiving the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, the real Jesus. And here, you're called to play Jesus. Has there been any connection between the two? Have you been able to draw from your reception of Holy Communion to your being able to portray Christ?
1: Yeah, whenever we would film, um, I would try to go to Mass and receive the Eucharist because for me... Uh, it really gives me a sense of uh, of his presence. Uh, it gives me a sense of peace. It gives me a sense of clarity and of focus. And um, you know, I feel that that allows me to bring him to the screen in a, a very well, hopefully, authentic way. Uh, because it's changing my heart, and so I feel that um, if you are as an actor, our job is to play, uh, truth under imaginary circumstances. So uh, if I'm bringing this level of, uh, spiritual truth to my work, uh, from a, a human standpoint, um, it's, it'll automatically have, um, a resonance there that will be picked up on by, I think the cameras and, and the people around me. And, um, you know, the, having that, Accessible to me, um, I, I think just was just part of. I mean, it was part of my prep. You know, it's part of my active prep. Believe it or not, so, uh, most people don't think of you know spiritual prep, but especially with something like this, um, it's uh, it was uh, mandatory. It was vital. Yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Now, this is a neat thing for you as a Catholic, as someone who has loved Christ and loved the faith. You had all sorts of prep, even even a lifetime of prep, if you will, because getting to know Jesus has been sort of a lifetime occupation. But as a Catholic, not only Jesus, you you you've got to know Our Lady um, before doing this, and then also all of the characters, almost all the characters anyways, are saints. So um, did any of that sort of preparation, if you will, uh, lifelong preparation, uh, play into your interaction now with the different characters that play the different saints, Our Lady, and so on?
1: I, I uh, yes, I, I would say for sh- for sure. Um, and um, for me, it was really important to, to have an understanding of, of, you know, Mary's, uh, mother Mary's, uh, place in, in the series. And, uh, you know, at least at this stage and to, to really have a connection, uh, to her, uh, I myself, uh, was consecrated to her immaculate heart uh, two years ago. Um, it was something that, uh, you know, some, some friends from church, they had kind of suggested I, I did it, uh, I do it. And then I, uh, and I had some reluctance about it for my own personal reasons. And I just uh, mainly that I just didn't feel that I, I could sort of live up to her standard. And, uh, you know, and the standards of, of, you know, what it meant to be consecrated to the blessed mother was kind of like, ah, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just a humble sinner here. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to fall if, if I'll make the cut with that. Um, and then, uh, and also, I mean, relatedly, I had had, um, you know, uh, while I I would say the rosary every so often, I I there was some kind of thing that was sort of there was a little bit of resistance to 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 sitting down to take the time to pray the rosary, and then all of a sudden, I you know, I said to this woman who kept saying, "Why don't you go get consecrated?" Every, you know, first Friday of the month. And I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. And and my prayer literally was, you know, uh, Lord, if this is something that you want me to do, you know, give me a sign. And and then uh, it was like a year later or something in like June, um, like the month before I got consecrated. I just got this impression where I, I, I mean, I feel like it could have even been Blessed Mother just saying like, Now's, now's a good time to do this, you know, like, now, now I want you to come do this, and I just had to say, okay, and so, when, that July, uh, I actually, the following month, I actually went and got consecrated, and after that, any resistance I had about praying the rose would just disappeared. everything just kind of Doors just sort of opened up, and and um, and my pastor really helped me also in making my decision um, to understand the strength of her intercessory uh, intercessory um, power, and um, to, to really have a better understanding as to what role she could play in my life. And so, obviously, coming up to uh, and it was actually this was the summer before we started filming the chosen, uh, and so uh, a year later when we filmed the second half of the chosen because we filmed it in four episode blocks, um, I, um, you know, I was really like excited to get to, to work with whoever was playing, um, mother Mary, because now I had a I had a, a revitalized relationship. I had a renewed relationship, um, with her and myself. And I try to bring my love of blessed mother, um, to the role. Um, you know, there's a scene, for instance, when we reconnect, uh, which is episode five, at the wedding of cana um i kind of bear hug her and lift her up off the ground mm-hmm. and um you know i had asked dallas if it was okay i did that because that's something when um my mother lives in new york and so when i go home that's how i kind of greet my mother and uh, mm-hmm. he's like sure and and uh it just felt something that connected me not just to my earthly mother but to our our, uh, our lady
0: amazing thing you're 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 going to um, the, the sort of um, formator, if you will, of, of the body of the Lord in that, you know, he was conceived in her flesh and in her womb. And uh, you, by going to her, consecrating yourself to her, are sort of being <laughs> formed into her son. And that's what we're supposed to be. We're all supposed to be alter Christus. We're all supposed to be, you know, uh, St. Paul said, I live no longer now, not I, but Christ lives in me. Um, let, let's talk about that for a second, because I, I heard you on an interview with with Dallas uh, Dallas Jenkins, by the way, for everyone who doesn't know, is the writer-producer, uh, or excuse me, writer-director, and uh, just fabulous Christian fellow, and uh, you talked together about... I'm really trying to live your life for Christ, uh, you know, and and we're called to this huge vocation to to be Christ to others in, in, a, in a very real way. I mean, everyone, not only you and playing Christ, um, but you've now got this special role because you're supposed to, we're all as Christians, are supposed to be Christ to others. You are my hands, my feet, and, and so on. And you're also called in this kind of special way to, to be Christ on screen, to attract people to christ how is that playing out in your life because that that's that's challenge it's challenging anyway to try and pre-christ to others but this added dimension how's that how's that going for you
1: um it can it can be a little uh daunting at times as you can imagine um you know there's a there's definitely this uh weight of responsibility that i feel uh very often um and at one point, you know, it actually caught up with me. In one of the episodes, episode six, we start seeing uh, Jesus actually preaching to crowds, like a growing crowd outside of a house. And it was the first time we had ever filmed something like that before. And uh, as we started, and it was a, it was a very compli- uh, complicated scene to shoot. It took five or six days shoot this whole scene and there were all these different camera angles and we were outside and we were on the roof and we were in an alley and all surrounding this one central hub of activity which was this house in the story which was Zebedee's house in the story and um so most of the most of what you're seeing as I'm as I'm beginning to preach as Christ in the scene is of all this activity that's happening at the same time these converging storylines so the camera wasn't focused on me but I still have to deliver a sermon, a parable. I still have to preach as Jesus to a crowd of people that have to look like they're wrapped in, you know, my every uh, uh, phrase and word and, and just hanging on every word. And at one point, at the beginning of filming that, it started to dawn on me what I was actually doing and what what I was actually saying to people and how this is going to be recorded and people are going to see this and like all of a sudden it got very meta and it's just like the camera just kind of pulled back and 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 in my mind and i all of a sudden i had a bit of a crisis i was going through a bit of a stressful point of anxiety attack i wouldn't call it a panic attack but i was extremely stressed for a moment and i had to i had to Take Dallas aside for a second, just to say, "Hey, can we hold on a second? like we were kind of running through certain shots, and I didn't feel I was getting what I wanted to do and i and I didn't want to screw it up and he's like what what's going on and like, just I'm having a hard time. He's like, I mean everything seems great, which you know like what what what's wrong and I said, I don't feel worthy to be saying these words. I don't feel worthy to be here right now and he kinda of just stopped and said, Oh and then he just kind of put a hand on my shoulder and he said, Listen, brother, none of us are worthy of doing this. And that just kinda of clicked and I'm like, Yeah, so what can we do? We can just continue to serve through our art the best we can, and God has us here for a reason. And all of us on this planet are here for specific mission and and reason and to um, draw others to, to him. And I feel that it kind of clicked for me in that moment, like it's me standing there and not somebody else. And I have to, I have to not question that because that was designed by God. And then as I look back and see all these little moments in my life that connect my experiences that lead me to that present moment, which is right here right now in this world in 2020, as the, the man playing Christ in this series that is now reaching every part of the globe. It's been in every country. I have to, I have to honor that and say, okay, God, God is using me for something pretty big. And um, I have to accept that I, I, as humbling as it is, Um, I I have to, I still have to accept it and I have to be ready to just, you know, take on whatever comes my way, but trusting in him and knowing that he's got me, he wouldn't put me here if, if I couldn't handle it or if he wasn't going to take care of me, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much there now. I want to ask you that. So first of all, you you were mentioning uh, points in your life that, might have led here are there any specific points in your life uh your 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 acting career your early life that that you feel led you here specifically
1: (laughs) any where do you want me to start um Um, i'll tell you i'll tell you the first the first moment that was very 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 specific um growing up every easter i used to watch jesus of nazareth the miniseries that premiered in on NBC, I believe, in like 1977, and it was just—and I'm sure you know—it was just a, a beautifully directed um, rendition of uh, faithfully depicted uh, rendition of scriptures uh, in the form of a miniseries. It was six hours, and it dealt with the birth of Christ and and then Christ's ministry through his death and resurrection. And as a ten or twelve year old, I was probably closer to twelve years old. As, but um, as a as a twelve year old kid that had seen this story uh, and watched, you know, the passion as it was portrayed in Je- Jesus of Nazareth, um, I was I had this memory come up about five or six years ago uh, of being so profoundly moved by this depiction in the show and watching Christ go through. Uh, his his passion and his road to Calvary and, and and the cross that I remember after watching it, going outside my house, grabbing a couple of two by fours, building a cross, hammering nails into the hand where the hands and the feet would be. Literally doing my own stations of the cross in my backyard as a kid, all the way to the hill which was the side of my garage where I would plant the cross, lean it against the garage wall, put a little cinder block to keep it in place and to step on the cinder block and just pretend I was crucified. Wow. Like as a kid. (laughs) And I'm thinking, first of all, like how did the cops not show up and start asking (laughs) questions to my parents, you know? Um, My goodness. So, and then like... What triggered that memory was, you know, X amount of years later, I'm performing the Living Stations of the Cross here in, Saint Monica's, uh, in Santa Monica at St. Monica's Church in 2015, I think it was, for the first time, mm-hmm. and doing this very thing. And then five years later, four years later, I'm doing it for a TV show that's... um Revolutionary, in it's and in what it's doing for faith-based genre and how it's being um, broadcast to people. Uh, so, one of what, that was one of, of a few stories I could tell you about.
0: Wow, give us give us just one more, if you would.
1: Uh, okay, so the very first time that I played uh, Christ on film was for a um, uh, a one-woman traveling show about the life of Saint Faustina. Uh. Um, and that's, that's done by a, a Catholic production company called St. Luke Productions, if you know them. Um, mm-hmm. So they would do Lives of the Saints, and they would send out these shows around the country. Uh, also in Canada, they would also perform in Canada, where an actor uh, and one or two assistants would travel around from church to church or school or wherever that uh, these, these shows would be uh, subsidized. And put up a play. And you would have the actor. A couple of set pieces. And a screen. um, On which was broadcast. uh, Other characters. Other locations. And and the person on stage. Would interact with the characters on screen. So everything was timed out. So in 2013. I got cast to play Christ. For the Divine Mercy. uh, Show about. uh, St. Faustina. About. Ten years prior to that, I started getting interested in the devotion of the Divine Mercy chapter, and I was only familiar with um, one of the uh, portraits. I think it was the portrait done by the artist, uh, Tyler, and uh, as an artist and an illustrator myself, I, I, I was very particular about my portraits, um, and I wasn't a huge fan of that style portrait. And um, I also have Orthodox roots, Greek Orthodox roots, because my family, uh, my dad's side is Greek Orthodox from the Middle East. And so a lot of my cousins in the Orthodox were getting married in the Orthodox Church. And so I was going to a lot of um, uh, ceremonies and events and uh, really kind of revisiting those roots and, and admiring the art. And I really loved icons. And so... At this one point, it had to be about 2003. I was going through a, a kind of a tough time, and I, my dad had already been a, a, a devotee to the Divine Mercy you Novena know, and, and the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and you know, and I always knew for him that it was a very powerful spiritual weapon, and so I wanted to pray it, and you know, you're supposed to have um, the the icon with you, or it's it's just something to kind of help focus, and I just didn't like the the, the image that I knew, and I I said to myself one day, or I prayed, I said, man, you know, and I was living in New York City in an apartment in Queens, and I said, you know, it would be really lovely if I could just find, uh, like, a divine mercy icon or a divine mercy, you know, image in the style of a Greek Orthodox icon, you know, something that would be nice and, and, and small, it could fit in my little apartment here in the city, I think... I think I'd really enjoy that you know um, more than than the image I have here I really wish I could find something like that three days later this image showed up Wow <laughs> outside my door three days later after I made this little prayer
0: Wow and not asked for
1: I'd never seen this <laughs> I didn't know this existed I prayed for this very thing very small, perfect for an apartment, a little wall. And, <laughs> and outside my, my door were the, were the mailboxes where people would leave stuff where you could get a, you know, you'd take something, leave something like books, DVDs. But for that to show up so specific to me, it was just another sign that God was starting to call me. So I told that story 10 years later. To the director of uh, Faustina.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, he said, when can you start? I mean, clearly you're the guy to be playing this story. If that's happening to you, divine mercy is getting into your life at, in this way in a sort of a supernatural divine, divinely intervened kind of way, you know? Um, yeah. And then six months later, I did my first film with Dallas Jenkins. It's a short film was the second time that i played um, christ and then he and i did films over the course of five years before the um chosen happened as a series wow so.
0: wow, wow! Wow! another thing you mentioned in there that's very interesting and it was uh recognizing your own unworthiness uh, we you know we call it mostly humility to the understanding that we're not worthy to represent christ and yet we all do in a way as christians we're all called to uh we're called to to our children to our families to our friends and so on um none of us are worthy to do that you bring that to to your understanding to your practice of your of this role which has not only uh, um that aspect of of you you know you're trying to be Jesus to your fellow actors and to the director and everything else, but also portraying Jesus, but in a you know also in a, a very specific way. You are uh, people see you now at uh, post production. Uh, the hundreds of millions of people have seen this and been massively affected by it, and so you're probably getting quite a bit of fan adulation, but in a weird way, it, the kind of way that, that um, perhaps uh, uh, Jim Caviezel would express, uh, because people are looking at you kind of funny in a way right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely been a little bit of that. Um, but uh, I have to say that the fans that I've had and, and have been so wonderful and beautiful and, and of the best intentions and um, praying for me and sending me message of prayer and, and support and encouragement. And um, it's been overwhelming. The love and support has been overwhelming to me. Um, I have made a, a bit of an effort um, in my, um, I guess, through this devotional prayer hour that I felt called to do, um, you know, to express at times parts of my journey, which is a very human and, and broken road. Um, and, um, people's response to that has been, um, super encouraging and super supportive. Um, and I think it's, it's good in a way that people see that I'm a, a flesh and blood broken human being like every one of us, um, that I'm no different than anybody else. Um, because I think it can, there is that room, um, people to sort of have that line kind of waver and and i noticed it when we were uh, especially when we were filming last summer uh episode five through eight um i would have to um not i would have to but um i would inevitably um run into many people that were either investors of the show or fans of the show um and and uh and gratefully so uh meet them and and acknowledge that how like we couldn't do the series without in the investment and support and and financial uh, you know the contributions of everybody that uh, helped get the show off the ground um, uh, but the, the, there was there would be moments that from time to time and this might have even happened with some people that were uh, a little more well known or in the public eye where they kind of look at you and like they're it's, you can see it's like they're looking at Jesus, you know, they've seen the first four episodes. So there's this thing and it's, I think it goes a little beyond like seeing your favorite actor, uh, <laughs> because it's, you're now representing the most personal relationship that they have in their life. Um, so, uh, um, my, my, uh, my acting, uh, mentor, um, uh, the founder of the system that I studied, uh, Eric Morris, he, he calls, um, talks about, uh, levels of, of consciousness in performance. So, um, the 11th level of consciousness. So what you hope to have happen when you're performing a scene and when people are watching you perform is that on a scale of one to 10 of consciousness, uh, you are fully immersed in this world that you are inhabiting as an actor. You're fully engaged in the character, emotionally, physically, mentally. But on the 11th level, you know that this is not real. That There's, this is a facade, there's camera people, I'm wearing a costume, this isn't how I really dress. I don't actually speak with a Middle Eastern accent. So I, I think it's kind of gently trying to also remind people that that 11th level exists when we have a face to face encounter so that they, that there's not all this expectation put upon me as, as a person because, you know, they'll watch, uh, on, uh, NBC on a Wednesday night. I turned up on Chicago Med and I, I'm shooting heroin, not shooting heroin, but like, you know, I'm in the ER with uh, with uh, heroin track marks. You know what I mean. Yeah. So they're like, wait, "Is that Jesus?" You know, why is he? What, what happened to him? He's doing heroin. No, it's not. It's not Jesus. Yes, the character is named Christian as well, which was very funny. It was just a recent episode that I did. But like, you know, hopefully, and I'm sure um, Jim Caviezel could speak to this as well. Um, be curious. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with him one day about it. Um, that hopefully you get to do a variety of things, because as a performer, I can I can still bring my spirituality to all these other stories. Obviously, this being the greatest story ever told, and the most important and the most impactful character that I will ever play in my life, um, I, I never lose uh, focus of that. That is front and center. But, um, you know, Jesus died at the age of 33, you know. After that, as I get older, uh, hopefully there will be other things, and even while I'm my age now, I can still find uh, in between The Chosen projects to do, um, that again will, I think, anchor people um, without, hopefully without detracting from the experience that they re- that they get by watching The Chosen, that the spirit is present in this work, in this depiction, in, the, in, in these uh, portrayals and in in, in the scripts, so that the message is, is received by by anyone and everyone that watches it. And I think that's something that has been profound to see. That's That's been the overwhelming feedback as well. So um, at the end of the day, you know, we all just have to trust that God knows what he's doing with all of this, and he's not going to steer us wrong as long as we're, uh, our hearts are aligned to
0: him. Absolutely. And that's a really astounding aspect of The Chosen. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned at the top of the show. I, I'm, I'm rather critical of tons of portrayals, saints films, and, and especially films about our Lord, because it's yeah, just not, you know, it's cheesy and whatnot. And oh my gosh, I was so blown away. I, 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 I was waiting. I was looking for. I was waiting to see when is it going to screw up. When's it going to? When's it going to go downhill? And, like, and it was. Oh. It was unbelievable. It was. That's why. I I know I mean I just for, as a as a as a layman, but I can tell that the Holy Spirit is has been in charge here because this is the most I this is stunning I I I was caught totally off guard. The Holy Spirit's moving here is is very evident. It's very real, um, and you're working with uh, uh, someone who obviously loves jesus dallas jenkins is so funny he's an evangelical christian um who obviously is in love with our lord <laughs> sort of you know it, it, that sort of speaks itself out of his person he can't help open his mouth without that happening um so it's great uh, are there other members of the cast too or where is this spirit coming from is it all driven by obviously yourself your 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 practicing your faith very, very, uh, stridently with, with the help, you know, with, with all sorts of the spiritual help that you can get, but tell us a little bit about Dallas and, uh, uh, perhaps others who are directing this effort that where is this spirit really coming from?
1: Um, well, thank you for, for asking. Um, I, I can't quite speak to, um, anybody else. Um, and nor do we, uh, sort of feel that it's our, um, that, we're, uh, that I'm able to, 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 to speak about anybody else's spirituality. But all, all I can say, I mean, you know, Dallas is very open with it. I'm very open with my spirituality. Um, <clears throat> the overwhelming sense on set is one of um, spiritual presence. Um, you can feel the love of God amongst um, the cast and crew. Um, you know, there's, there's such a, um, a sense of love and pride about what we're doing, um, that it's, it, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore. Um, and I know, I know there are very, there are a lot of believers on, uh, on the set, both cast and crew, um, that I think contribute to the overall, um, gift that we've sort of been um, given in the form of this uh, project. Uh, I mean, just how the project came to be, it was clearly the work of the Holy Spirit. I mean, if you if you hear Dallas's story about the origins of, you know, how the Chosen came into existence, I mean, it was the fact that it was crowdfunded um, is And and doubled the the record of the previously crowdfunded, highest crowdfunded project. It's just, it's just, uh, I mean, it's clearly, you know, there's a need for this. God wants his story to be told. He wants it to be told now. And he's um, he's given us the opportunity to tell it and do it well. And he's brought... um, Denominations of every kind into the project, Um, and it's been such a wonderful ecumenical experience that has been, um, you know, a testament for me to to the strength of, um, you uh, um, you know, that it ultimately God is in charge, and you know, if if He wants something to happen. He'll find a way to make it happen, and he'll find the right people to use um, in the process of, of getting it done.
0: Absolutely. So a couple more things for you before I let you go. Uh, first of all, this whole thing seems to be a, a total effort of self-giving. I mean, you're, you've put your uh, heart into this, your soul into this, your career into this, uh, everything into this. Um, can you speak to that a little?
1: Yeah, um, because of the amount of times um, I've played Christ in a variety of projects in the last six, seven years, it's became clear to me that God is using me in this this very specific and very literal way to bring people closer to his son. Um, And... I I don't even know if I can really truly wrap my head around the ramifications of that and and, and the responsibility of that, but um it's become a mission for me. You know, I, I always felt that the he had given me artistic gifts for a reason and to use them to glorify him. And um this is this particular role is <laughs> Uh, he couldn't get clearer than that as far as wanting to me to use my gifts to glorify him. I mean, it's literally, like, he, he, sometimes, I, I think for me, he knows I need um, I need sometimes a sign, like, held up, like, do this. Do this for me, like, now. You know, I'm like, oh, wait, what? Oh, oh, I should do, oh, okay, I'll do that. You know, I'm a little hard-headed when it comes to subtlety so he uh he he took a, a much more um you know uh pronounced uh, action by allowing me to um to play the role of his son and and uh, draw people closer to him and um the response as has kind of uh bore borne that out in in that people have really been so um effusive in, in, in their, the revelations of, of themselves having a, a newfound relationship with Christ or having any kind of a relationship with Christ. I, I got a message from a woman in Japan who had had a very, a very tough life. And, um, and she was, she, for years, she worked in the pornography industry and, and finally quit that. Uh, and she got divorced and she had, was raising four kids on her own. And uh just like three or four months ago was studying uh you know got involved with uh missionaries in japan and and they uh she had never picked up a Bible before and her particular mentor missionary mentor recommended the chosen to her and and she watched the whole thing and she at, was convinced at that point after seeing that and after watching. Um, the interview that Dallas and I did, that she needed to give her life to Christ. She was telling, writing me to tell me that that's what she was doing. Um, wow, beautiful. The prayer hour that I've been doing for 40 days throughout Lent um, on my Facebook page and now on my Instagram page, um, you know, I've got Christians and non-Christians, people of all denominations and faiths coming to this page. Um, my My whole thing is like, Leave your denominations at the door and don't get into, into den- denominational bickering. No no wars on theology, like nothing. We're here to literally worship Christ, to, to ask for his um, uh, blessings and his mercy and immerse ourselves in, in infinite compassion through the chaplet of the divine mercy. And, you know, I've got, you know, people writing me saying, like, I'm Protestant, but I bought some rosary beads to say the chaplet because I love this concept, I love this prayer of divine mercy, I've never heard of it before, people have told me that they're, they've are they just got enrolled or they're getting enrolled in RCIA now and like, you know, that the Catholicism has always spoke to them, but they never knew much about it, or they had a lot of misinformation about it, so I also try to like tell them what's true and what isn't true and, and you know, who we do worship which is the man himself like, that's that's our God, you know and, and so um, I try to shed a a little light in uh, on because so much light has been shed on my own journey, my own uh you know, uh, road to faith, um, that I just feel that, you know, to share that is now an extension of my mission as an actor. And to bring faiths together, um, it's been something that's been such a huge gift for me and, and that's how I think God is, is really trying to use me at time. Um, especially now that we're quarantined, you know, or, you know. What else are you gonna do? That's right. That's right.
0: That's right. If you had a message to give, a lot of our fans are very faithful Catholics, um, and uh, there's some others as well who who watch this program, Um, but what would your message be to them, uh, and what would you be uh, encouraging them to do right now, especially during the coronavirus crisis?
1: Um, I'd encourage them to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplain. Whether it's on their own, people are happy, welcome to join me, say it in the three o'clock hour Pacific time Um, prayer. Uh, Share your faith with other people, but if you're going to share, share it with boldness, but humility and love. And those are three components that I think have really kind of stuck with me these last several weeks, especially. When finding, you know, people of of mixed denominations coming together to pray a very Catholic prayer, you know, uh, we're we're all God's children. Nobody has um, the right to tear somebody else down. We're all broken and flawed, um, but we can learn from each other. So um, stay humble Do everything. Uh, Share everything. Speak everything in your life. With love, uh, and compassion, and and forgiveness, and mercy. Mercy is um, mercy is one of the greatest traits that we can ever possess, and there's not enough of it now. Especially at a time that we should be sharing um, love and mercy and compassion with with all our neighbors. That you know, regardless of what they think and what they give them a pass.
0: beautiful Beautiful. Jonathan Rumi thank you so much for being with us on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show may God bless you and I pray so many people are blessed by your portrayal of Christ in the chosen
1: thank you John Henry it's been
0: an honor God bless all of you we'll see you next time hello this is John Henry Weston I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel if you haven't already done so there you will find all the past episodes and much more Thanks again for watching, and may God bless you.